0: Welcome to the podcast of New Creation Christian Center. I am Pastor Marquise Franklin, and I am excited that you would take the time to listen to our latest sermons and what God is doing in this ministry. New Creation Christian Center is in Seattle, led by Pastor Harold and Anish Franklin, and our statement is, come as you are and be transformed by the word of God, as stated in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to be encouraged by the word of God that is going to be shared today. Check it out. And share it with somebody that may need it Now, let's get into this week's message
1: Help me to say all that you want me to say, Lord God Give us all ears to hear what you're saying And a mind and a heart's desire to apply this word, Lord God We ask that you just be with us in this time We just thank you right now In Jesus' name, amen Have you ever felt like you were so busy And your time was just consumed with so many different things Or maybe when, um you start dating someone, you start talking to them all the time, you're on the phone trying to figure out what they're doing, or you're going somewhere out to eat with them, it consumes a lot of your time. And that's what we need to have with God. We need to allow ourselves to be consumed with God. So tonight I will be speaking on drawing closer to God. God reminded me of when um, me and Marquise got married Um, There was a song that was sung at our wedding by Annis and Harold and it just simply said um, I want to be close to you and it was so cute because when they performed it They were moving closer and closer to each other because you could see that love and and maybe it was just dance moves they they made up to to just bring you into them having that closeness and um, It just made me think God was reminding me that we need to be close to God because we want to be more like God. In order for us to be more like God, we have to be close to him. And with getting closer to God, that means if we're going to have to shed some of our ways, some of our desires, some of that doubt, that fear. We're going to have to shed the things off of us that have no place. And so he wants us to draw closer to him. And that is why we are created, to worship him and to be close to him. It reminds me of my kids when they go to their grandparents house or maybe I've been working all day in my room and then I get out and I'm um, they want to be close to me they want to be spending time with me why because they love me so much and that's how we should be with God we love him so much that we can't help but to want to spend time with him we can't help but to get close to him and when you first get saved you're on fire for God you can't help but to tell someone else about how good he is how faithful he is what he brought you through because that's your testimony, that's your encounter you had with God. And that's how we should continue to want to encounter God, just to be close to Him, to be fully consumed. And consumed meaning to be engaged fully. We have to be fully engaged with God, fully consumed by Him. First scripture we're gonna go to is Psalm 63, starting at verse one. We'll be in Psalms a lot because David, you could see his heart. He wanted to be close to God. So he couldn't help but to share what God was doing or couldn't help but to continue to pray to God because he wanted to be closer to God. Psalm 63, starting at verse 1. And I'm reading out of the NIV version. Or I can read it out of the New King James, if that's all you have. But it says so 63 verse 1 it says oh god you are my god early will i seek you my soul thirsts for you my flesh longs for you in the day in the in the dry and thirst land where there is no water we should be thirsty for god wanting so much of him because like i said when you have more of god that means there's no room if you put something clean I saw this demonstration. It was something, there was a cup and it had some, some fluids in it. it was dark and it, was, it didn't look right. But when they put, they had another cup and it was, it was labeled the Holy Spirit. And when you pour the Holy Spirit in, it purifies everything. And that's what we need, God. We should want hunger and thirst for more of God. Because when we have more of him, that means less of the way I talk. Less of the acts that I do. Less of how I'm carrying in myself. If we have more of God, we have to be fully consumed by him. We should thirst and hunger for more of him. He said he was the living water. That that means you're never going to be thirsty again. But we have to continue fully want that water. We have to desire that water. The next scripture I'm going to go to is Matthew 22. And starting at verse, 30, and thir- verse 37, sorry. We are going to get back to Psalms, don't worry. There's a lot of Psalms in here. But, Psalm, but Matthew 22, verse 37, it says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You know, sometimes we just try and do it some of the way, but it says, All your heart, all your soul, In all your mind. A lot of times we say, well, you know, I'm thinking this thought and nobody else knows but me. No, God knows. He knows what you think before you even think it. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's going to come out of your mouth. And we need to allow him to be full. We got to be fully submerged in him. We have to draw close to him so that we can love him with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. Not halfway, not Loving him, but God, I still got to do things my way because I'm used to my way. No, God, I want more of you. That means less of me, less of my desires, less of my will. I'm ready to to submit everything into your hands. You know, that reminds me of when you get married, a lot of times people think, oh, I got to give up so much of myself. Yes, you have to give up some of the things that you do so that you guys can become one. But unless you're willing to give those things up, there's going to be some clashing. There's going to be some things that are not going to sit right because you're used to, oh, I'm always out there with my girls. I'm always out there doing me. No, when you get married, you become one. And there has to be unity. And with us drawing closer to God, we should want him to purify us. We should want him to strip off of us anything that's going to hinder us from having that oneness with him from having that connection with him. We're gonna to go to Psalm 27, verse four, and then we're gonna skip down to verse eight also. So Psalm chapter 27. It says, one thing I desire of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days, of my life. Um, that was verse four, right? And then um, verse, let's go to verse um, eight. When you said, "Seek my face," my heart said to you, "Your face, Lord, I will seek. We need to be seeking God's face." That means spending time with him. You just said, I long to be in your presence. When, when you first get saved, you can't help but to, I gotta read my word, I want more of him, he's so good. And we need to get back to that, to where I can't, I can't get enough of him. I'm, I'm reading this and I'm excited about reading his word. Why, because it's my daily instruction. Why, it's feeding me, it's, it's, it's giving me that strength, that energy to continue to, to fight against my flesh. It's giving me that continuous boldness to shine for him. If you have a car and you don't put no gas in it, you're not going nowhere. Our gas is the word. It's what keeps us going. It's what energizes us. If you're not staying on your face before him and in your word, then you're, you're going to go a little bit, but you're not going to be able to have that strength to continue to endure, to continue to press on. We have to continue To get in the word of God. Psalm chapter 42. We're going to start at verse 1. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul for you, O God. Verse 2. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Your soul should be thirsting for God. If, if you say, okay, well, I'm doing good. I'm okay. And you're still going around the same tree, trying to get different results. You're not okay. If you're still doing the same thing, you think, okay, I'm going to go to another level in him and you haven't changed nothing up. No, that's not okay. But your soul should be thirsting for more of God. You should long to be in your word and and long to just be worshiping him. Sometimes I can't help but just to worship him. Why? Because he's so awesome. And because when you worship God, there's a shifting that takes place in the atmosphere. When you just begin to worship him. Because in spite of what you may feel, in spite of what's going on, when you worship, it's, it's like you just let go of some things and you allow yourself to focus on God and allow him just to begin to purify you, just to begin to cleanse you, to begin to strip you of some heaviness you may have had. But we have to get in a state of, I want to worship God. I need God to purify me. And so one thing God said, we must have zeal. Zeal being eagerness, interest in a pursuit of something. We must have zeal for God. We must be sold out for him. A lot of times when you see teams, they get different people. And the people that are assigned to that roster, they're not thinking, oh, I'm just gonna sit the bench. I'm just gonna sit back and wait for my time. No, they are practicing, they're getting geared up. Why? Because they want to be used. They want to be able to use that gift that they have within inside them. So they're not going to sit there. A good player is not, or a good athlete is not going to sit down on their gift that they have. But they're going to condition themselves. They're going to practice. They're going to continue to fine tune that gift until God says, "Okay, it's your time to go." We have to have that hunger, that zir- that that desire, that that zeal for God. We must have zeal for God. And with having zeal, we have to have perseverance. Because along the way, it may get bumpy, it may get shaky, you may get tired, and you don't know how it's going to end. And it's not for you to know how it's going to end, but as long as I press in, as long as I continue to read his word, as long as I continue to pray and give everything to God, I know he's going to move in every situation. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. We have to continue to have perseverance, perseverance being steady persistence in a course of, or a, a course of action, a purpose or a state, especially in spite of de- difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. The most effective prayers in the Bible is someone that prayed persistently. We have to be persistent, and we have to have perseverance. I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the tunnel, but I know that I'm going to persevere and continue to try, no matter what it looks like. I heard someone once say, well, what do you do? do You're worshiping God, and, and you're praising God, and what if, you know, you get to the end and there is no God? I said, you know what? At least I praised him and worshiped him until the end, no matter what. Because let me tell you, you hear people saying I'm living my best life. Worshiping God is living your best life. Because all the worry, all the frustration, you can give it to God and he's there to help you. A lot of times we think, well, I'm just all by myself. But you have to remember that God is right there with you always. When you're being tested and tried, when you're going through things and you can't see your way out, he said, I'm right here holding your hand. I'm right here showing you the way to go. I'm right here blocking the different things that are trying to come at you and you don't know what else to do. I'm with you. We have to remember and we have to stay persistent. Psalm 55, verse 16. We're going to do verse 16 and 17. It says as for me I will call upon the call upon God and the Lord shall save me evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry out loud and he shall hear my voice Are you taking time to cry out to God taking time to spend time with him in a relationship you have to communicate And not, and it doesn't, a lot of times we think of being in a relationship and you're communicating, it's always one-sided. If Marquise and me, and he only talked to me, but he didn't allow me to speak, there would be some problems with that. There would be some issues going on, but we have to remember it's two-way communication, not us just saying, God, I want, I want, I need, I need, but God, what do you want me to do? God, I just want to hear from you. God, I just sit quietly just to hear from you. Because a lot of times we're talking so much and we don't take time to sit quietly just to hear his voice. He said, I'm speaking to you, but you're speaking so loud you can't hear me. Or I've been saying stuff to you. I've been opening doors for you. But you're not allowing me to show you because you've been allowing it to get blocked because you're you're not focused on me. But we have to sit in God's presence. We have to be, we have to persevere. And you know, it, it reminded me that David was someone that prayed continuously. Not just you see people say, take your, your, your one-a-day vitamin. He wasn't a one-a-day prayer person, but he prayed continuously. And that's what we should be doing. A lot of times we go through different situations and we want to pray only when our back is up against the wall. But we need to pray even when things are going good, even when we have peace, God, I thank you for the peace. Or even when you're frustrated, God, I thank you in advance for the peace you're gonna give me. I don't know why I'm going through this, but God, I thank you for your peace that's gonna come to me. I thank you for that joy in advance that you're gonna give me. When I should be frustrated, when I should just wanna give up, but I thank you because you're going to do it. That's what we need to have an all-day prayer situation with God.
0: We're just halfway through this sermon, but our prayer is that God is already speaking a dynamic word to you personally. But don't keep it to yourself. We need you to testify. We want to hear what God is doing. Give us a call or text us at 425-686-8197. To Let us know what God is doing. If you're on Facebook, contact us at facebook.com newcreationcc or on Twitter at newcreationwa. Now let's tune in for the second half of this sermon.
1: Sometimes I wake up out of my sleep just praying. God to tell me to pray So someone. I'm like, okay, and I'll just start praying. Maybe even sometimes during the day, something's going on and I just begin to pray. I talk to a lot of different patients throughout the day. And so I hear someone saying something. I'm like, Lord, touch their bodies right now. God, I'm believing for a good report. God, even before they go to the doctor. I can't help. That's who I am. I pray. I'm not praying for them on the phone because I'm not allowed to. But I still can pray because that's who I am. And I know a God that can heal and set people free. We have to be persistent Persistent meaning to keep trying. You know, um, growing up, I remember doing this um, exercise and they had us put different, we had to find something about ourselves and it had to identify with the first letter of our name. And I was like, okay, precious. And the teacher was like, well, your name kind of is already there. And I was like, no, I want to use something else. And I'm trying to think of what I can use. I didn't want to take the easy way out. And I heard God say persistent. I was like, well, God, what does that even mean? he said you never stop trying. You keep going. He said, because I created you to be persistent. And that's what we need to have. Persistence with God. I'm not going to give up. I don't see how it's going to work. I don't know where the money's coming from, but God, I'm persistent. I'm believing that you're going to continue to move. I'm persistent, continuing to ask you because I know that you're going to do it. We have to keep believing, keep praying, keep trying, and knowing that God is going to do it. No matter what it looks like, But we have to continue to pray and remember to have faith to keep trying. A lot of times we feel like we're all alone, but we have to remember that God is with us. Through it all, God is with us. There's one, um, it's a longer scripture I'm going to go to um, in Kings. We're going to read 1 Kings, starting at verse 18. We may have heard it before. 1 Kings chapter 18. Thanks. Um, but we, I, I was like, God, how does this fit in? In order to draw close to God, sometimes it takes us realizing who God is and realizing how good God is. And sometimes we just need God to show up and show out. Even when we feel like we're all by ourselves, we have to have a boldness to know that our God can show up and show out. So let me show you how good God is. We're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 18, starting at verse 20. And thank you, Lynn, so much for doing the scriptures. You're doing a wonderful job. 1 Kings chapter 18, and we'll start at verse 20. We're almost done. Don't worry. Starting at verse 20, it says, So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. Then Elijah went up, or came, sorry, then Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered, or, but the, but the people answered, him not a word. Then Elisha said to, to the people, Am I alone left a prophet for the Lord? But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves to cut into pieces and lay on the wood, put no fire under it, and I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. Then you will call upon the name of your gods, and I will call upon the Lord, the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire, and he is, he is God. So all the people answered and said, It is well-spoken. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose a bull for yourselves, and prepare it first. For you are many, and call upon the name of your God, and put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given to them, and they prepared it, and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. One, or no one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry out loud, for he is a god. Either he is uh, meditating or he is busy. Or is he on a journey? Or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they cried out loud and cut themselves as their custom, with knives and and lances until their blood was gushing out of them. And when midday had passed, or was passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So, I, so all the people came near to him, and he prepared the altar of the Lord that was, that was broken down. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of tribes of Jacob, to whom the Word of the Lord had come, saying, "Israel shall be your name." Then, with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two le- leashes of water. And he put the wood in in order. So, sorry. And he put wood in in order and cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and he said, fill, the, fill four water pots with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice on the wood, and on the wood. Then he said, do it a second time, and they did it a second time. He said, do it a third time, and they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he filled the trench with water. It came to pass at that time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that the people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. So going back to the beginning part. He, he felt like he was all by himself, but he, he knew who was really with him. He may have looked like he was all by himself, but he knew who he served. And he didn't waver because I'm the only prophet, but he stood his ground because he knew the God he served. Some of us may be going through th- different things and we feel like we're all alone, but we have to remember the God we serve and know that if God be before us, who can be against us? We have to know that God is with us. His word says, Lo, I am with you always, even until the ends of the earth. So even though it may look like you're by yourself, God is right there in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the test. God is still right there with you. So he, um, he began to, to mock them because he knew who his God was. He said, let me just play with them a little bit. But he knew what his God... He, I believe God allowed him to do that because he wanted to show them how powerful his God was, who was the real God. And so he played with them and they began to do different crazy things. They cut themselves and do different things and nothing was working. So when it was his turn, he said, come, come closer. Let me, let me show you what my God can do because he knew who his God was. Sometimes we forget the God we serve. We forget how powerful he is. We forget that he can turn something that is wet, fully drenched in water, and consume it. We sing a song and it says, we want, we want to be tried by fire, we want to be consumed. We should want to be consumed with God's presence, drawing so close to him that I can't help but to share his goodness. When you're so consumed with God, people begin to see there's something different in your, the way you act. There's something different in the way you're talking and the way you carry yourself. There's something about you that isn't shaken when they say, Oh, you know what? The COVID numbers are rising, but you're saying, you know what? God is still God and he's still on the throne. There's something different when you begin to draw, to draw closer to God and you know who, who he is, you walk with a different kind of boldness, a different little pep in your step because you trust and believe in the God you serve. And so he had boldness to know that God would be with him and to believe that God would do to show them, just to show them, Let me, God help me to be a vessel so that God can show them how real you are. Because sometimes we go through different things and, and we're believing God, and sometimes He has to show us in order for it to click. Allow, sometimes God allows you to go through different things just so He can show you how real He is. Sometimes He has to allow things to happen so that He can get your attention. But when we're focused on God, And we're meditating on god he should have your full attention all the time because elijah knew god even though it seemed like he was all alone god was right there moving god was right there he was ready to do it so all he had to do was call upon his name god reminded me of this story that i read this week A young man was in California and he decided to go on a hike. And it's foggy there in certain parts of California. And so he decided to go on this hike anyway. And so as he hiked up this hill and he got to the top, he was above the clouds and there the sun was shining. But when he was walking on the way up there, it was foggy, it was dusty, you couldn't see the sun. And so that's how it is in our situations. We can't see God moving, but he's always shining. He's always there. When he got to the top, he had that sun beaming down on him. He said, man, from the bottom, I didn't think the sun was even out right now. Because it was so foggy, so cloudy. But when he got to the top, he could see the sun shining. And a lot of times we think we're by ourselves because there's so much going on. But we have to remember, he's always shining. But are you looking to him? Are you pressing in past the clouds? Are you spending time with God? Oh God, I'm not, I only got five minutes. Or are you saying, God, I'm going to de- dedicate some time just for you. If that means me sacrificing some sleep just so I can get up and have that quiet time to myself, just so I can be still in your presence. I'm going to give you some time to speak to me because I've been speaking to you. We have to allow God to speak to us. We have to set aside some time so our focus can get right. I believe one thing that when we're trying to draw close to God, sometimes our focus isn't right. Or maybe there's some things that are blocking our vision and we can't fully see clearly. So we need God to clear our vision. We need God to to purify our eyesight so that we can see the way he wants us to see. To remove whatever it is that's blocking us. And to give us that hunger, that thirst, that zeal, that persistence to, to, to continue to focus on him. Continue to draw closer to him. Continue just to bask in his presence and just to thirst for more of him. So if I don't say anything else, go home tonight and just begin to worship God. Begin to spend time, just spending time with him so you could be close to him. Like I said at the the beginning with that song, I want to be close to you. We should want to be close to God just to hear your voice. Sometimes you have to just sit and just say, God, I love you. When's the last time you really told God, I love you? I thank you. He wants, he longs for us to have that, that one-on-one time with him just to bask in his presence. And he can't do that if we consume ourselves with so many different things. We allow so much to take our focus, so much to take our time, so many different things clouding our our hearing so we can't hear from him. But take time to draw closer to him today. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you that we can draw close to you, oh God. We thank you that you have given us boldness. God, that you're giving us a hunger, a thirst for you right now, God. We thank you for that eagerness, Lord God. We thank you that we will be persistent, Lord God, that we will draw close to you, oh God. Just to hear your voice, God. Just to bask in your presence, Lord God. Just to wait on you, oh God. And God, that you will give us faith. You would give us boldness, even when it doesn't look right. Even when we feel like we're all by ourselves, Lord God, you are right there in the midst, Lord God. You are right there moving, Lord God. God, through a pray with such a persistent heart, Lord God, knowing that you are going to move, knowing that you are more than able to handle every situation, God, knowing that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and you do not change, God, meaning you're still able to step into situations and cover us and shield us and protect us and make a way out of no way. God, so when we feel like we're in a fog and we can't see our way out, God, help us to remember that you are always shining. You're always with us. You're always covering us. We ask that you protect us, lead us, and guide us. We thank you right now, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: We thank you for listening to today's sermon and we pray that you are impacted to become the new creation that God desires. We at New Creation Christian Center invite you to come join us for service Saturday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 11 a.m. located at 5150 South Cloverdale Street, Seattle, Washington. Also, feel free to visit us online at newcreationwa.org. New Creation Christian Center, the path to genuine life where you can come as you are and be transformed by the word of God.